You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into Babes on Broad, episode 21. We are the Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Wilson, and this is my partner, Jesse Town. We are brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Um, You obviously found our podcast, so thank you. Five star us, rate us, subscribe, do whatever they say to do to podcasts. Rep us on Design Tree slash Babes on Broad. And then follow us on social media at Babes on Broad on all social medias. And then me at SamWills18 on Twitter and Instagram. And then Jess is at Jessica underscore town with an E on Instagram and at run this town with an E13 on Twitter. And I'm excited for this show. So right now we're going to start all the speculation about Eagles offensive coordinator and wide receiver coach with their vacant positions and all the talk surrounding that possibilities. A lot of the talk is coming from, I don't want to say like talk and like predictions and possibilities and people they'd like to see is really just coming from like media and fans just talking yeah. about it. It's been a very quiet process. It's very, been very quiet, very. which is interesting to me because I think it being so quiet means it's really going to kind of shock us. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I, and nervous. I'm very nervous. Yeah. Nervous is better. Way so if you don't know, now you know, John Filippo, who was in the talks of possibly coming back as one of the options for Eagles offensive coordinator, is now going to Chicago to be their new QB coach. Mm-hmm. He's going backwards. Which is probably fine, considering he went to two different places and I liked him. He was one fired. of my top people. What I the the rumors that I have heard, I don't think it was ever actually a possibility. Like I think everybody wanted it to be a possibility, but I don't think it actually ever was. I don't know. I heard people like not wanting him because he was fired two other places and they weren't sure his relationship with Carson. But frankly, like from what I've heard of Carson, I took it as like, yeah, he's a tough coach, but obviously it worked. It was Carson's MVP season that the guy was coaching him. Like it's not like he was a bad coach. True, true, true. true. So that's why I liked him, because I want a QB-centric offensive coordinator. So that's why I liked him. But anyway, we don't even need to talk about him, because he's long gone. He's not even an option Irrelevant. Anymore. Yes. Okay, so do you want me – how are we doing this? you want me to give you my five? Yeah, you give me You give me your list. Okay, so – since, since we talked last, the people we talked about last week were Kevin O'Connell, who is now the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Yeah. We talked about Jim Caldwell, and it sounds like it's kind of a matter of his – Health. Health. That's what Adam Schefter said um, on the show, yeah. We talked about Deuce Staley if they keep it internal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was – and then we talked about Josh McCown, who we found out oh, yeah. 10 minutes after we finished our <laughs> recording last week, tore his hamstring and played the entire second half of the torn, yeah. ha- torn hamstring. Because he's a monster. Because he's an absolute animal. 
Um, and they said it's a six month recovery for getting back on the field, but you don't need much recovery time to be an offensive coordinator. True that. Okay. So yes, give me, so that was kind of what we talked about last yeah. week. Give me your five who you would like, who you've heard. Is it, is it who you'd like to be here? Um, I'm going to say who I like and who I think based on what I have heard have the best chance. Got it. Okay. My five in no specific order right now, Jim Caldwell, mm-hmm. even though we just said, Adam Schefter did come out and say that, like, he isn't sure about Caldwell's health, and he thinks that'll be a big deterrent if he doesn't do it. How old is he? I'm not sure. I'll figure that out while you keep going. Yeah. Okay, so Jim Caldwell. I did love John DiFilippo, but he's out. He's off the board, obviously. Um, Deuce is my other one. Jay Gruden. This is a new one. Dan Orlovsky. I wouldn't hate that at all. No, that that one showed up today. And then um, I'm trying to look at my list. Who's my other? Maybe I just have four. Got it. Based off of that. But so out of those ones, I'm not sure how it translates because we it came out today that like it's not a, an actual thing whatsoever. But it came out today that somebody tweeted him and was like, oh, like Dan Orlovsky, go for the Eagles offensive coordinator position. And he tweeted back with the like, hmm, eyes. Eyeball. The eyeball. And money. that just got my head thinking. I don't know his contract with ESPN or anything, but... I would love that because I think he'd be perfect for it. He's a former player. He's got a brilliant mind. He loves Carson Wentz. I just think it would be perfect. My other one, um, Deuce is probably my number one of who really? they will probably. Oh, okay. Not who my, they, yeah, not who I it. want, of who mm-hmm. I think they're going to do is Deuce. Because even though, or because it's so quiet and all that stuff, but even though we want quarterback-centric people, I think they might think in their head, again, this is all speculation, obviously, Doug Peterson's a quarter, like, quarterback-centric head coach. So in their head, they might think, because Deuce is so well-respected, because he's such a great football mind and he's had success so far being the running back, like, he's kind of paid his time. Mm-hmm. So I can see them moving Deuce up and keeping it eternal. It's not necessarily what I want. Jim Caldwell, I like him. I don't know about his health. So we'll see that. And then Jay Gruden. He's 65, by the way. Yeah, that's see, so that's, yeah, that's kind of getting old. And then getting Jay Gruden. There. I like, but I, like I said last week, I think he's going to go to, what's McCall, with his brother. Oakland. Las Vegas? Yeah, now it's Las Vegas. That, that stadium, by the way, really does look like the Death Star. Like, it looks like that's like a, that, that is a black hole. I where think. Where people go and don't come out of. I think it looks like, the funniest one I saw was that motorized vacuum, the Roomba or whatever. Yeah, that's accurate. It looks exactly like it that. It does. Yeah. It's strange. It's actually, my parents had a condo in Vegas for a couple of years. And where they were building, that was, like, right outside. And poorly timed when they had this said <laughs> said uh, thing. But it's scary looking. Like, it doesn't yeah. fit in with Las Vegas. I agree. Should have – I don't know. I, I get the look they were going for because it's the Raiders, the Black Hole, mm-hmm. like, that whole thing. But Oh, wait. I found I my fifth option. Your fifth option. Um, Not necessarily who I want, but after listening to Adam Schefter the other day – Ben McAdoo. He said he could see. God, no. I know, but he said he could see it happening because he was one of the team's higher options before Doug got hired. And I hope and they took a good look at that and thought, thank God the Giants but, got to him But first. that's the thing. So obviously it didn't work out as a head coach. He's probably looking to step down, go back to offensive coordinator because he did have prior success. So God, I hope not. I, I, know, I but, hope that's So that's just... the fifth option that I think is... If I Possible. have to see that greased back hair and mustache combo on the sidelines every Sunday, I will be irate. I know. Livid. I don't like that option. But so 
based off of who I like out of my top five, I would choose Dan Orlovsky. Absolutely. Then I would go Jim Caldwell. Then I would go Deuce. Actually, wait, no. I would go Jay Gruden, then Jim Caldwell. Then I would go Deuce and then McAdoo. That's who I would choose. I think based off of that list, who the Eagles will choose right now, just based off of all the speculation and stuff, because obviously they haven't come out, like we said. I think Deuce has the best chance right now. Then I would say Jim Caldwell. Then I would say McAdoo, then Gruden, then Orlovsky. So basic, no, not, I was going to say basically flip, but it's not flip. I just think that no matter who it is, they need somebody who is not going to be just a yes man to Doug. And by that, I mean. Who off of that list do you think would be the yes man? Like yes man. I don't know. I tr- tr- like truthfully I don't know yeah me either but, my, but just my my biggest priority is somebody who's going to push back on Doug and push his ideas as well so to me Mike Grow wasn't going to challenge Doug yeah. on anything and mm-hmm. you know Doug could say all right it's third down what do you want to do here and in my head like the conversation goes like Mike Grow goes I don't know whatever you want to do Doug like that's it to me mm-hmm. that's how helpful Mike Grow was on the sideline yeah in in the case of Someone like Frank Reich, Doug could have said, all right, we're going to throw the, you know, it's third and one. I want to run this play to pass the ball, blah, 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 blah. Frank Reich goes, no, you need to do this. Yeah. And whether Doug listens or not, you know, that's a different story. Obviously, you saw how well that worked when a guy like Frank Reich was here. And that's because they had these conversations and it wasn't just, uh, you know, Doug making the decisions and automatic. Like, I don't want that yes man mm-hmm. there. I want someone who's going to kind of push back when it's necessary to make sure he doesn't get too pass happy and he balances yeah. the offense a little well, bit. And that's when Doug had his most success is when he had Frank Wright and John D. Filippo to just kind of be there as like literally right. his right hand men and like the wall to be like, oh, bounce back, rethink that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some and here's the thing. Some of the best coaches are as good as they are because ha- they have good coordinators. Oh, yeah. And, like, Doug is a great coach. I firmly believe that be- uh, based on the way the culture he's created with this team, the way he runs the locker room, the way he runs practices, the way he listens to his players. Like, I truthfully think he's a, he's a great coach. To also be great on the field, I think he needs good coordinators. And that's not a knock against him at all. Mm-mm. And I just – that's something that Rob and I have talked about on The Madness a lot. And, you know, I don't think that – takes anything away from Doug, but I think it helps him be better and helps him be great. So the other name that has kind of been thrown out this week wh- that we talked about a little before we started recording was Mike Kafka, who was drafted that by the Eagles. That was my five. Drafted by the Eagles in 2010. We just talked about him. That's why he was on my list. He was here for a while under, drafted by Andy Reid, and now he's the quarterback's coach in Kansas City with Andy Reid. Yeah. Another thought, idea. I think... I think a quarterback, a former quarterback or a quarterback guy should definitely be the way to go. So a Dan Orlovsky, a Josh McCown, a Mike Kafka, I think that would make the most sense. I agree. I, ever since I heard about it this morning and like the possibility, I literally have not been thinking of anybody else besides Dan Orlovsky. Like I have hard eyes thinking about that. I would love that. Uh, Yes. I would throw a party. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky is the new... He's just a great offensive fo- coordinator. He's party. a great, great football mind. He's quarterback centric. He loves Carson. He knows Carson well, like his playing style. I think he'd just be able to relate and he'd be the best option. With that being said, Trey Thomas did say on our show earlier today when we were talking about it, how, cause we all loved it. He was like, there's no way he comes off of ESPN and goes right into an offensive coordinator. So that's like the backlash of like that. And I don't know, is ESPN. It's 
contract. That, but. And that that is a good point, and I tried to look up his contract. I haven't been able to find it yet because he just started with ESPN like a year and a half ago. So I can't – now, granted, it might be like a two-year kind of deal where yeah. it's up, Not sure. you know, whatever, but – We don't know about the TV contracts yet. Yeah, no idea. I don't think Dan Orlovsky in some role would be a bad thing. Well, yeah, that I – I don't know. I'm trying to, like, see where else I would fit him in. I don't know where else. Truthfully – Right now, I wouldn't put him on at the wide receiver coach, but I do have a different one that you might like for wide receiver possibility coach. Truthfully, I was shocked that Press Taylor was not included in... He's included in a lot of the talks. No, no, no. No. Included in the the group of people that got fired. Oh, I was shocked that it wasn't Carson Walsh, Mike Groh, and Press Taylor that all went. I was shocked that Press Taylor kept his job. That's true. Based on what we've seen from Carson Wentz and what, you know, he's not looked like he did in 2017, obviously when there was a different quarterbacks coach. So if yeah, I, I'm shocked that that role is not also vacant because that, as Dan Orlovsky is a quarterbacks coach and someone else is an offensive coordinator and having all that in there, that but, is what I would like. But Carson, I would love Dan Orlovsky as a quarterback coach. Like, love, 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 love. Yeah. I could understand if he was fired, but I think the reason he wasn't was because Carson did so well at the end of the season and he had no... He had nobody. So it was literally quarterback play that saved their oh, season. Oh, absolutely. So that's why. But you he can also argue the, the receivers that stepped up at the end of the season and made the plays and did what they did. That was wide receiver coach helping get those guys ready as well. And he's still gone. I guess, yeah. So, so like, you can make the argument either it's way. Just, but it's always quarterback that makes them look good. You know what I mean? I mean, yes. But there are also times when, you know, we talked about through the first two-thirds of the season when you know when will one of these receivers step up and make a play on the ball for Carson that some other receivers around the NFL make for their quarterbacks when it's maybe not the best ball but they step up and make a play that's true and we didn't see that until that last third of the season when Nelson Aguilar was gone Alshon Jeffrey was gone Mm -hmm. you know we didn't see it until then you know for example the one catch that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside made, the over-the-shoulder where he got held but also made the catch. Not a great ball, wasn't in the best spot, but J.J. stepped up and made made the catch there. Yeah. That's not quarterback coach. That's wide receiver coach helping him get in the best position. Now, do I am I saying that I disagree with the firing of Carson Walsh? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think that was the correct move to mm-hmm. make. If you're going to make the argument for the quarterback's coach, it can go the same way for the wide receiver coach. Yeah, but there is one difference, and that is when we did have those guys, mm. I feel like they thought they were the SHIT, you know what I mean? So, like, he right. had no control over his guys. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Carson, he has respect for Press Taylor. He would never not, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that also goes with it. Like, you're not going to bring back a guy that your players don't even listen to or True, and, and, and here's so the I thing. I think that's the difference. At the end of the you're day— You're right on both sides. There's both arguments. Yeah, there's, there's arguments mm-hmm. both ways. And I just—at the end of the day, the, the, he was the Eagles' fifth wide receiver coach in five years. Yeah. Like, we have a problem with wide receiver coaches. We have a problem with wide receivers. That's something that, like, needs to be fixed. Yeah. That, that's the number one needs to be fixed. Yeah. Like, forget about the fact that everyone in our secondary is a free agent. The wide receiver thing is, yeah. is worse than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's 
to me what needs to be fixed the most. So we'll who, get into that. Who, next week. who were your picks, thoughts for a wide receiver coach? My out of the box one, which you might like. Exciting. I was thinking about just because Trey Thomas, obviously one of the greatest, he went back to coach. He started out in the O line and then things happened. He ended up coaching D line because he was able to do that because he knew him so well because he went against them for how many years. Right. So mine, I took your like of Josh McCown and I was like, I wonder if he would be a good wide receivers coach because like I'm, I'm sure he's not that great on technique stuff. Maybe he is. I don't know, but he would be able to coach them through the eyes of a quarterback and what the quarterback needs and wants. And you know what I mean? So like, it's an out of the box one, but I'm like, Hmm, I wonder how that, that is interesting. Work. It is. And then obviously the top choice out there talking right now that people are talking about is Heinz Ward. Yeah. So my biggest question with Heinz Ward is, so you know how people always say that the mediocre players always make the best coaches? Mm-hmm. Like a Steve Kerr, obviously he hit like a game winning shot in the NBA finals, but like, yeah, just kind of he, like a role mm-hmm. player that is a phenomenal coach in the NBA. Yeah. Or someone like Doug Peterson, who was his, I mean, think about his NFL career. Eh. He was back. Yeah. Yeah. But coaching wise, very, very mm-hmm. different. It's also guys like TJ, McC- like TJ McConnell will be the best NBA coach of all time. He would. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those things where you think, okay, was Heinz Ward just so talented that he doesn't know how to relay that information because he just had the talent. Yeah, Obviously, never. like, you know, he was a smaller guy, had to mm-hmm. work for everything and had to work his butt off. But he was a smaller guy with a lot of talent. It, You know, you wonder if someone who's an all-time great is going to be able to share the technique and things like that. Personally, all I want from a wide receiver coach is someone who uh, can help them clean up their routes, teach them not to badmouth their quarterback or yeah. text media members. They need to extend their arms to catch a ball, <laughs> um, how to track a ball, and how when it hits you in the hands, you catch it and it doesn't end up on the turf. Run routes. Track a ball, catch a ball, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. I could be the wide receiver coach. Yeah, really. I don't think Heinz Ward would be a bad option at all. That's mm-hmm. my that's my only like. I see hesitation. what you're saying, and that's interesting because like obviously that's you're not gonna know until right you see what he does. You don't know. You don't know what kind of coach he would be. Do we? But he do does. we want to go six for six? Six. <laughs> but wide you can also say that really about anybody, right? Like you're not gonna sure. not like wide receiver coach is a position or like a job that like. You're going to go out and steal the best wide receiver coach from another team. You know what I mean? Like, right. So it is like one of those jobs you're just like, okay, they have an impressive background. Let's see how they it translates. Uh-huh. And unfortunately for the Eagles, it just hasn't translated. So I think it's like a shot you just take. And that's why, like, Heinz Ward is, like, the most talked about. I think he would be a good option. But it's interesting the fact that, like, McCallum is, like, I already said, like, why he's interesting. But then also – He's also the one who told them which players from the practice – which wide receivers from the practice squad to bring up. Yeah, and the fact – that he's played a little wide receiver a little himself. A little bit. So he's got a little experience. And I just think his repertoire with the team is so high. And, like, obviously Doug and everybody loves him. The players respect him so much. He's helped them just as being a team. I think they find a place for Josh McCown That's why somewhere. I'm saying. Me too. Somewhere. And that's why I'm saying, like, it could work. And it's interesting to think about. Right? Yeah, that's a really interesting thought. Yeah. I had not thought of that. That's, that's very I'm thinking outside like the box, it. right? So the other one. It, the other vacancy they have is their DB coach. So Corey Unlin was poached by the yeah. uh, Detroit Lions and somehow managed to get a promotion. I forgot about that one. I would love to be in some line of work where I could not be good at my job over yeah. and over and over again and then get a promotion. Yeah. What's that like? I don't know because it hasn't Someone happened Someone call Corey Unlin and ask <laughs> Yeah, right. 
Any thoughts on that one? No, I have no idea. I didn't even think about that one because I honestly forgot about it. I think, bring it up. I mean, obviously the, the offensive coordinator and wide receiver heard, coach position is so... I was going to say, I haven't even heard speculation or really talks about it the, because the other ones are so right. important. The, I'm shocked that they don't have an offensive coordinator yet. Me too, right? I, it's so, a while. so that's why I, I, they, there's something interesting has to be going on. Yeah. But that's um, also why I'm like leaning, like since there isn't talks, maybe it is internal and it is Deuce. That's why if I it's going to be internal, it better be Deuce. Oh, that's yeah. all I'm oh, saying. Yeah. If I it's agree. if it's someone else, I, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, the only one that I've heard remotely talked about is Chris Richard, the DBs coach that's in Dallas, mm. because you've seen the DBs that have gone yeah. through there. The sure, Eagles have not. The Eagles have <laughs> not drafted a Pro Bowl defensive back or cornerback. Two thousand three. That's nuts. I was eight years old. Yeah, I was not even because. The draft would have been in what May or June of that year, and so I would have been seven. April, May. I was yeah, almost. Right. I was. Baseball. I was almost eight. I was seven. My sister was six months old <laughs> at that point in time, and she's seventeen. Yeah, that was a long time ago. So we need to figure this one out. But also, this is something that Rob pointed out yesterday on the madness that I thought was super interesting. Byron Jones is a free agent, and he has been phenomenal for the Cowboys over the mm-hmm. last couple of years. He's a free agent and it came out yesterday that it's not likely that he resigns with the Cowboys. Chris Richard comes here. He might bring him. If Byron Jones is so inclined to follow him here, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't no, hate that one bit no. because that could be the vet, the vet in the lock. Cause here's the thing. I don't think Ronald Darby's coming back and we'll talk about that in the future. In the future. But the other one that's a free agent is Jalen Mills. Do they bring him back or not? I don't really know. But yeah. what they have under contract right now is not sufficient. Yeah. I don't think that they they're there are guys that they have that I don't think are bad pieces, but what they have total isn't enough. Isn't enough. Yeah. Not gonna not gonna work. That's kind of a, an idea that Rob threw out there yesterday that I thought was really interesting. It is interesting. Um but other than that, I I, I don't really know. No, I haven't looked at Could Josh McCown deep. do that too? Probably. Oh no. We'll see. It's possible. <laughs> Throw him there. He'll, he'll figure it out. He likes people. He's good with them. Yeah, figure it out. He'll support them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we've covered our football talk for the day. Um, yeah, we went longer. We got to go you, fast. Who do you think? Who Who are your picks for this weekend? Who's going to the Super Bowl? You got Chiefs. Chiefs, Titans. Titans. And, and Niners. Got, yep, Green Bay. Green Bay. I'm going to say... Green Bay, Kansas City, that's, Kansas City going to win. I agree wholeheartedly. And that's what I want to happen, too. I agree wholeheartedly. Boom, boom, Andy! Come on, Andy. Go <laughs> go get your ring. Go do it. We're all rooting for you. All I right. also love Patrick Mahomes. Great. great yeah, he's great. Quarterback. I, I love watching him play. I yeah, just, that yeah, game no, was me so too. crazy on Sunday. Yeah. That's they a- went down 24 nothing, and people like were like, oh, my God. 51 points. Yeah, like, he amazes me. Like, he's just so fun to watch. He's just such a great talent, so young. I love it. And I think the Titans have been fun to watch because I think the defense Mm -hmm. has totally emulated the personality of their coach, and that's what's made them so good over these last couple weeks. Derrick Henry's a monster. Let's not forget that. But I think, like, if if someone has to beat Andy Reid and the Chiefs, if the Titans do it, I won't be that upset. I when the Patriots like it, did it last year, I was like, boo, screw yeah. you again. The only – I don't want it to happen at all. I would probably kind of be a little upset just because I like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes so much. But I 
would think it's cool because it'd be like the underdog story. Like yeah. they weren't even supposed Hungry to get Hungry dogs back. run faster, yeah. you know? So that'd be cool, but yeah, we'll that'd see. be pretty cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, everything that's going on there. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. We are back and we will talk about everything else, Philly. So last night, the Sixers took down the Nets. The Nets. 117 to 106. Kyrie Irving, the best teammate in the world. Yeah. What a douchebag, right? He's the worst. I know. I, people wanted them to try to get him here, and I, like, could not have wanted him less just because he is the worst. This man missed 26 games and then decided that he was going to talk to the media and complain about how they're still pieces away. Dude, you just... You, you have not been there! But you know the guy just sucks when he leaves LeBron because he wants to be his own star on a team and then realizes he's not good enough to be a superstar on a team and get him to a title. So then he's he trying to team up can't. with Katie. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, he can't. I mean, like, he can't. He showed in Boston that he just, like, he couldn't lead a team. He had 14 points last night. He had 14 points. He was 6 of 21 from the floor, 1 for 2 from 3, 1 for 2 from the free throw line. He had 6 rebounds, 4 assists. He had 2 steals and a block. But he also turned the ball over twice. He was a negative. He was he was a minus 29 on the floor Damn. last night. A minus 29. That's awful. Yeah. The only sixer but that to be had fair, a, to be fair, he probably played most of the fourth quarter and the Sixers were outscored them 31 to 16 in the fourth. So the Sixers went off in the fourth. Crazy. Yeah. He played 37 minutes, which is the same amount that Spencer Dinwiddie played. And Spencer Dibbity was a minus one. The only, <laughs> the only, the only Brooklyn net that had a positive plus minus was DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> he was a plus two. He was the only one and he only played 10 minutes because he didn't come back with a dislocated finger. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the opposite side, the only sixer that had a negative plus minus last night was Norvell Pell. was a minus four. But everyone else. That's impressive. Yeah. Tobias went off. Even Mike Scott, who had zero points, was a plus one. Defense, baby, defense. Yeah, Tobias was a plus six, 34 points, 14 for 20 from the floor, which is a pretty good night for him. Mm -hmm. Four for six from three. Ten ten, rebounds. Ten boards. Love that. Love that. Love Mm -hmm. that. Love that. Ben had another good game, 20 and 11. Um, I think the biggest thing was Brett Brown finally making the adjustment to start Matisse Thibel instead of Mike Scott because Mike Scott's not been playing well at all. Yeah. I, I love Mike Scott. He's been he's been awful. I know. He's been it? awful, which, like, really sucks. But I think the story of last night was their defense. They defensively mm-hmm. closed out the game really strong. They left Ben Simmons in there with five fouls, and he closed out the game really strong. Here's my point about Ben. Ben Simmons, if he were to play – I forget how many points he had in the first – ten points in the first quarter or something like that. If he were to play like that, the entire game, that aggressively on the offensive side, and he were to improve his free throw shooting, no one would talk about a jump shot. Does he need yeah. to shoot a, a 15-footer? Yes. 12-15? to 15? Yes. Well, dude, the other night prior to this game, who'd they play? The Pacers. Pacers, and, he and had, they lost. He had like 24 points, but was zero in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he had four points in the entire second half. And that yeah. was the problem. If exactly. He were, that's so the thing. Right. Oh, I remember saying this. Yeah. He had 10 points in the first quarter last night. If he were to play like that, through all four quarters, he would, A, have 30 to 40 points a night to go along with how his however many boards, mm-hmm. his however many assists. 
But also, no one would complain about a jump shot. The first game of the season, when they played the Boston Celtics, Ben led all scorers with 24 points. And after the game, I looked at Joe and I went, if he were to play like that every night and score 24, 25, 20, between 24 and 30 points Mm -hmm. to go along with his however many boards, however many assists, oh, and his defense, no one would complain. Yeah. No one would complain. People only want to complain about it, A, when they're losing, and it's obvious, and B, he does that annoying thing where he drives, stops, and passes backwards out of the lane when you're, like, right there. Just try to shoot, get fouled. Also, no one on the team is stronger than him in the way that he goes up to the rim when he chooses to. Like last night, he had one arm pinned down, and all he had to do was flip it up with the other hand. It goes in. Yeah, he's an extreme athlete. And he's like 6'10", and it's nuts. And you can't teach that. That's no. the thing. That's why when yeah. people want to trade him, I'm like, do you realize how much you would lose? Because he's – you can't teach strength and athleticism. Yeah. Speaking of people wanting to trade him, uh, did you see Markel Fultz last night? Who? Markel. I don't know who that is. He doesn't exist in my world. I don't know who that is. I'm <laughs> just saying, he he's not surprising anybody, I feel like. I feel like most of Philly knew as soon as he left Philly he would – yeah. Do something. He needed a change of scenery. Yeah. I Listen, I wanted the best for him until he came out and crapped all over the Sixers yeah, organization. Yeah, me too. All you had to do was I don't keep like your mouth him shut. No, I don't like him at all. But he was impressive. He was, like, bodying LeBron. The one body on LeBron was pretty impressive. Yeah. I still don't know who you're talking about, by the way. I still don't know who that is. Markel Fultz, too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the Sixers, the they had only had three turnovers in the second half last night, which was great. But their biggest problem is still playing on the road. Yeah, which they're you, dominant at home. They're 19 and 2 at home. The only I think the only team with dude, a better home record thing. is the Heat. It's the same thing in the other sport with the Flyers. They're the, and the same way. Uh, and the Eagles were the same way. Yeah. I, what, I mean, I know Philly rocks, but like, why can't anybody play on the road? I don't know. It's weird. You know who did get a road win last night? The, the Flyers. The Flyers. The Flyers. They won last night. Um, bad in news, overtime. In overtime. Which it shouldn't have gotten to overtime. They no, were they were up three to one, and they let them come back. But it is also like it's not absolutely terrible because it was against the Blues, who are the reigning champs. But then also they out were on a nine-game home winning streak. Were they really? Yeah, nine games. That's interesting. Yeah, so they were due to lose. Yeah, they needed. But to. like, it's so it's not surprising they came back. They're obviously a good team. You know who wouldn't have let them come back? Carter Hart. Yeah, true that. Unfortunately, Carter Hart's out for two to three weeks with another abdominal strain. They unfortunately. Yeah, please come back healthy soon. Love you. Miss you. Um, but, yeah, they, they need to stop allowing comebacks. That's a big one because it really just screws with their yeah. points and whatnot. Um, the good thing is, though, Brandon Elliott is a good backup. So, like, we'll have him for the next couple weeks. He's not Carter Hart, but he's no. good enough. Yeah, Elliott's good enough. Um, thank God for Jake Voracek putting that game away mm-hmm. in overtime. They're tied for fourth with the Hurricanes, who they lost to last week. Um, they've gone back and forth, though, I feel like, overall with the Hurricanes. I don't have no way to tell me but I feel well, like the they've The Flyers are just so hot and cold. That's, like, the problem. You're right. They you're suck right. you in, and then they go on this losing streak, and you're like, Which why? Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, it's Philadelphia in a nutshell. But they play the Canadians tonight at home? At home. All right, so hopefully that's a win. This is interesting to me. I mean, not really interesting, but it's just cool because, so the Flyers played last night, tonight they have a back-to-back, and then the Sixers... They get tonight off after last night, but then they have a back-to-back Friday and Saturday. A lot of Philly sports. Yeah, so I'm a lot a of sports. Of I like the winner because the teams play so often. And there's always something. Like baseball, you kind of, a lot of people get bored of it because it's the same thing happening every night. This yeah. like you always have something going on, but it's switching, you know, so it's It's switching, but also, personally, 
I find it very hard to just turn on any baseball game and watch any team that's not my own. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a preference. It's like beer, you know? Like, some people, like, they taste it and, like, you learn to love it. Or, like, you just, beer's not for you. You like wine or you like liquor or something. I don't know. Or you like one beer and you don't like to try yeah, different beers. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It, I Mine, totally, yeah. I could turn on any baseball game and feel like I'm in heaven. Yeah, see, I'm, the, I'm that way with basketball and football. So that's the thing. Like, especially so the winter when not only do the Flyers and Sixers play, but like I could turn on any basketball game and enjoy the sport. And then there's college basketball, which is also fun. And yeah. How about that national championship game though? Oh, didn't you and Dion pick Clemson? Yeah. 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 But it's okay. You can't win them all. You know, <laughs> little Trevi, he got his first loss under his belt. You know, he's going to come back hungry. <gasps> now I only chose, <laughs> I only chose Clemson. Cause I like, I like Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll be really good. Obviously, I do like Trevor Joe Lawrence. Lawrence is really good too. Obviously. I just, Joe Burrow was insane. I mean, yeah, the, the year he had was insane. Yeah, they're just both. I want any of the wide great. receivers from there. Either I agree. School, or Ohio State too. I oh, yeah, I want a wide not. receiver from a school. Can we just talk that's about that's not? There's four schools that you cannot go wrong with: Clemson, LSU, Al, yeah, Alabama, and Ohio State. Choose disagree. a wide receiver from there, and you and you will be golden. I don't disagree. But with we'll that get into that anyway. So back to baseball for a second. Some huge news yeah. in baseball going on right yeah. now. So obviously, it, it, the they the the biggest scandal in baseball in a while was when oh my god, Mike Fears. That's who it was. I that was. Do you like my on hold? <laughs> I was I was thinking Matt Fears, and I knew that wasn't right. No. Um, but he came out and basically said that the Astros didn't deserve their World Series title because they were yeah. using uh technology to cheat. And the MLB went on a whole big investigation, and then they concluded the investigation. We're like, ooh, punishments, here they come. So they— Yeah, because it was during the World Series thing. It was— And they won that World yeah, Series. That's so, what I'm saying. So, like, that's, that's pretty big. big. All right. Everyone steals signs. Yeah. Using technology to do it is the problem. Yeah. Like, that's the issue. And then they were doing stuff—like, they were, like, banging on the ceiling of the dugout or, like, smacking a bat on a, to, on like, a trash Morse can. To, like, code it. Yeah, to, like, mm-hmm. this means this pitch is coming. Now, granted— so there there are two arguments to this, but we'll get into that in a second. So the manager and GM were were suspended and then the Astros came out and fired them. Yeah, because they were well, they were suspended for two years. You have to fire them. Yeah, even they if they lost you, picks, they had to pay a fine. Even if you were fine with what they did, like you have to it fire was them. First You're not and gonna, second round picks this year and next yeah, year, right? Yeah. Yeah, they lost all their first and second round picks for the next two years. That's yeah. nuts. So then the Reds, so apparently Alex Cora, who was the bench coach, mm-hmm. who is now or was the manager of the Red Sox, the Red Sox fired him because apparently he was the mastermind behind the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, he was too deep into it. And it's also his second offense. He's been, he was a part of the Red Sox scandal back. Right. And since then, Logan Morrison came out and said he has firsthand experience knowing for a fact that the Yankees, Dodgers, and Red Sox, along with the Astros, also use technology to cheat. Yeah, dude, it's coming out now. Which is not a shocker, though, because... None of those teams listed surprise me. No. Other than the Astros. Well, that, and then also, I mean, technology is just such a big thing now. Like, it's bound to become more of a part of a game. Like, I right. mean, look at all the stats and stuff. And, like, to be honest, this is not a new thing. Because, like, back in the old days, like, they have binoculars and stuff, like, from the pitching, like, the bullpen and all that stuff right. to look in. I'm guaranteeing back then they were stealing signs using that and doing the same thing. Now they just have technology, which advances it and makes it easier and actually changes. So the technology portion of it is the problem because everyone steals signs. Like, I don't think that's that's not new. Like, that's not news. That's not new. The problem is the technology. However, 
there are two sides of this argument and I would love to get your opinion on it. So some people are like, yeah, the, the punishments were justified. They, you know, deserve this. They deserve to be stripped of their title too, which hasn't happened yet, but they deserve that to go away. And they're which needs- LOL at the Dodgers thinking, did you, I read an article from two hours ago. Dodgers are now saying they want World Series trophies from that year. Oh, please. It doesn't happen like oh, that. Oh, becoming the New Orleans Saints. If, please if stop. they get, yeah, it doesn't happen like that. If they do get stripped, you don't become the national champion. Like, that does not happen. No. Shut up. So, the, so they, you know, all the punishments and, you know, ways to figure out how to avoid this for the future. The other side of it is they don't really care. People you don't really care because it, it happened. They stole the signs, whatever. At the end of the day, just because you know what pitch is coming, you still got to swing at it and hit it. Just yeah. because you know it's going to be a slider doesn't mean you're automatically going to hit it and shoot that thing out into right field. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know how I feel about that. Though, so because that's that's the current argument. Yeah, it, I I don't know how I feel about it because I understand that. And like it is, I feel in a way, becoming part of the game just because, like we already said, technology is becoming such a thing. Like it's bound to get into sports and stuff even Mm -hmm. more but at the same time like I don't know like yeah I understand like the pitcher I mean the batter still has to hit it that takes so much away from the pitcher you know what I mean like you really have to have some serious good stuff in order to miss a bat kind of you know what I mean so I guess they figure if you're the pitcher in the world series you you're fine like you do have that stuff you know what I mean yeah but But so that's the most that's the but that's what I'm saying though like even if you have it though, like you have to be on it every single pitch, every single time. Like I just you can't think have of it, an off night. No, and I think of it from Dion's standpoint, kind of. I mean, I haven't talked to him about it because he's been away all week. But like from a catcher's standpoint, like I would be extremely frustrated if I'm the one who is because the catcher is like the mind behind the game, right? So he's the one planning this out, and they're basically on to every single thing. That's got to be so frustrating. Oh, I'm sure. You know, so I just. I don't like it. I don't think it's right. Yeah. I understand, like, it's bound to be a part of the game. But, like, come on. Like, play the game. If you're not good enough, you can't. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I, like, I don't understand why because they obviously, go that far. Yeah, like, like it's it, just like, come on, dude. If you're going up against a good, like, a pitcher that throws a nasty slider, you're going to want to know when the slider's coming, and that's obviously going to help your, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I just don't, there's so many things that I just think it'll take a lot more of the fun out of the game, which is already happening to a lot of fans about the MLB. So we'll see. Um, I also saw an argument, though, which is kind of interesting how because they haven't taken away their title yet. Yeah. Like it's kind of still leaving their legacy in the like MLB history and everything because they're 2017 national champions or world champions. The fact that they're leaving them as a part of history, but then stripping Pete Rose and not letting him. Agreed. That's very that argument. Very good to me, because that's not right. If you're taking away that piece of history. Like, that's a valid piece, but then this isn't enough. Yeah. I, it, that's it, interest, that's an interesting. That's just another argument, example right? of sports not, not sports being wise. fair and yeah. not like picking and choosing mm-hmm. who gets penalized for what and True. when and what they're going to stand by and what they're going to do and what they're going to change. And I, I, at the end of the day, like, we can sit here and scream about it, but it's, it's going to, yeah. it's going to keep happening like that, which is unfortunate. Um, I do, I must say though, Props Rob Manfred so far. He's done very good. The MLB commission. I like Rob Manfred a lot. Yeah. I th- but he's handling this a lot better than 
if the NFL if it had, was Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah that's it, what I'm yeah, saying. Hundred like, percent. Yeah. Um, I will say though, in terms of the Astros, with the manager and GM getting fired and suspended, I just think that you know the the the, the owner was the one who then just fired them. You don't systematically cheat without the owner knowing. And exactly. The owner being a part of it. He's doing that just to make himself look better. Right. Um, I also saw or heard an interesting thing on um ESPN this morning, like the overnight show. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but they had a good point. So the Red Sox essentially fired Alex Cora. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, not the Red Sox. Um, the Mets. They have a problem with Jose Beltran. Or is it Jose Beltran or Carlos Beltran? Whatever Beltran's their coach. Like, they're a new coach. I'll figure it out. Um, they had a good point, though. Like, so the Mets, they might be in a pressure. pressure Carlos. Carlos, okay. Um, so they might be in a pressure situation to fire him as their new head coach because he was a player on the team and was a part of the scandal. And obviously the players had stuff to do with it because they were the ones performing the act. But they might be in a, per, like, pressure situation to fire him and that would make things interesting if they do, because if you're going to discipline one player that bad for being a player on the team, what's going to happen to the rest of the players? Because they're going to need to all be punished. Then. Because it's not like one player is more guilty than the other. Right. We don't know which one's a mastermind, which people were sitting out. It's all he said, she said. Yeah, the fact so, that the players haven't gotten anything is... Yeah, so I like I think with. that's very interesting, and we'll see what comes out about that with the Mets and Carlos Beltran, because... That might make this thing a little messy. Yeah, this I feel like it's not Even done messier. here, and no. it's, it's going to get messier. Yeah, I what the situation I just said, and the fact that if they let them keep the World Series title is going to be interesting. I agree. I think I think how this continues to play out will be interesting, and as things keep happening, we'll keep you updated and keep talking about it because it is a big. Obviously, it's like the biggest yeah. scandal that and the MLB's had in a while. I just want to point out we're only doing one show a week, obviously, so that's an even better reason. To follow us on social media at Babes on Broad and at Sam Wills 18 and at Run This Town with an E13 on Twitter because that's where we keep you updated. Yeah, and we'll make sure we continue to share these things and ask questions and get your opinions because we love to hear your opinions yeah, on things. Yeah, we are always active throughout the week. Very active. But that is our episode for the day so so thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation as Sam just said don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias our personals and as well as our shows um, you can also like us on Facebook as well at Babes on Broad don't forget you can also go check out our merchandise at designtree.com slash Babes on Broad don't forget to find our podcast everywhere subscribe rate review share with your friends whatever you want to do until next week I'm sure there'll be something else that you know pops up 10 minutes after we finish recording today that we didn't get to record about but we'll talk to you next week until then let's hope the flyers keep winning sixers keep winning we are the babes on broad on bgn radio welcome into episode 21 20 21 here's a cut here's a hint it says it right there. I guess you can't really see oh, it. I crack in my phone, but I always write the number. I right also bet I see. Okay. Sure. We'll blame, we'll blame, we'll blame the bad eyes. That was rewinding it. it. Okay. You sound like a turkey. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. And Three. take two. P G N.